0: Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser.
1: Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here and I'm blessed to be sitting with a mastermind of, you know, unlimited resources here with Princey Gill and Vikram Brar. How are you?
2: Good. Good. How are How you? you
1: doing Tyler? I'm doing fantastic and uh, I want to welcome you guys to the show. I want to welcome Elevate Nation back. This is our second time doing a little bit of a mastermind here today so we got a little bit of a different layout of the show but I'm excited because three minds are better than two and I know we've got two beautiful minds here, two beautiful souls and so I uh, just want to thank you guys again for taking time and I've really enjoyed getting to know you before the show a little bit more and this has been our second time discussing and now we're obviously we're on Zoom here, we're we're across the country from each other, but I think we're going to really serve a lot of listeners today and we're going to inspire a lot of people. We're going to talk a lot about innovation. We're going to talk a lot about meaning behind what you do and serving other people And really applying principles that you've learned in other areas of your life, whether it's other business ventures or really just your own life journey and how you can apply that to real estate and how you can create a life without limits. So I'm really excited about that. Are you guys up up for that?
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And thank you. Honestly, thank you so much for having us on the show. We love to, uh, you know, add as much value as we can.
1: Outstanding. Outstanding. Well, with that said, I want to welcome Elevate Nation back because as you can tell, we're going to take it to another level today. And I want to welcome you back to the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And of course, this is where we talk habits where we talk, you know, routines, systems, mindset, psychology, tools, and strategy, and, and obviously innovation, and so much more from those who are elevating to a life without limits such as Princey and Vikram are, so you can do the same or even more for yourself. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And, and I just wanna highlight you know, something there. It's purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives, which basically what that means is combining your commitment to personal growth and combining successful real estate investing can create anything you want in your life. And I know that Vickerman and Princey really uh, share that that thought with me and that, that philosophy. So I want to dive into that today. But before we do that, I want to remind you, if you're appreciating the show, please subscribe, give us a rating, a review. It helps us reach this message to more people. And I think At any moment in history, more people need to know this message. More people need to know that there is a path to fulfillment. There's a path to joy. There's a path to unlimited abundance, to seeing and experiencing the world and and, and traveling and and learning and and growing. There's so much more out there for you. And this is the path. We believe this. We believe in real estate. We believe in personal growth. And so with that said, I'm going to get off my soapbox and I'm going to introduce you to Princey Gill, and Vikram Brar. And so let me start with Princey here is a co-founder of Wahe Capital and her core strength is in financial operations. Prior to founding Wahe Capital, Princey spent 14 years in the Silicon Valley designing and implementing one of the largest and most complex financial management systems ever created called SAP. Am I, am I saying or is it called SAP? SAP. It is SAP. It's SP, You got it right. Oh my gosh. See, that was lucky. That was lucky there. So at Wahe Capital, Princey focuses on true value creation through modern design, strategic sourcing, and cost effective renovations. She is also disrupting the traditional leasing and property management model through technology. Princey man- maintains an unwavering commitment to the company's vision of enriching people's lives. She holds a master's degree in finance and currently lives in the San Francisco Bay area with Vikram and their two beautiful children. I'm, I'm making an assumption there. Look at If you're watching on YouTube, I think you would probably agree uh, <laughs> that they've got to be beautiful children. So uh, Vikram, let me introduce you to Vikram Brar, who also co-founded Wahe Capital with Princey. And prior to establishing Wahe Capital, Vikram held executive positions and managed the fiscal operations of startups in the Silicon Valley. At Wahi Capital, Vikram leads the acquisitions, investor relationships, and operations. Vikram is utilizing the Lean Six Sigma methodologies that disrupted the automotive assembly line to build scalable processes and achieve operational excellence in multifamily. Vikram holds a master's degree in industrial engineering from Wayne State University. So with all of that said, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit more about yourselves behind the bio, please.
2: Sure, thank you. Thank you so much for that introduction and you've pretty much covered it all. Uh, so yeah, if we go back, uh, I was born in India. I, uh, you know, I was raised in a, in a business class in India and, and from there I, I came, came to, went to London to do my master's and then came to US. And yeah, all my years in the Valley, I did projects, I did business transformations and, and there was always this burning desire, this burning passion to do more more than whatever was going out there. And yeah, real estate was something that always spoke to me. And and yet yeah, last year I, I finally made that leapfrog and made that transition full time into dedicating all our time to Wahey Capital.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And so similar to Prince A, um, you know, I was born in India. Uh, my father was in the army, so we, grew up around uh, a very disciplined life, uh, grew up around very, uh, you know, highly motivated people. And so uh, the thing was, you just, if you fall, you just dust off your things and you you carry on, you know, that was it. Um, So it's, um, it's now looking back, I think I, I realized that I was all this process is something that intrigued me. You know, whatever I did when I, even when I was a kid, whether it was as simple as laying the table, the plates, whatever, the dinner table, I had a process around it. And And so that continued on that brought me to industrial engineering. So um, I did my uh, undergrad in India. I came to US to do the master's because automotive was obviously I found automotive was all about processes. Henry Ford had disrupted the entire thing. So I was like, how can I get there? So uh, the dream came true. I did my master's in industrial engineering. And I went and worked in the automotive sector. That's and it was, it was truly, um, uh, it was very gratifying because it was to, you, to be able to go work at a place where you had your childhood hero kind of work towards. So it, it was great from that perspective. And, uh, you know, and then uh, side story, Princey and I were dating since my final year of undergrad in India. And it was a bit of a hike for us, uh, you know, to travel back and forth when she was in London, I was here. Uh, but thankfully, we uh, persevered. We survived through those uh, long distance relationships and we got married. And um, so she moved, for her it was a big change. She moved from London to Detroit. And <laughs> it, was, it was great, but it was not quite London, let's just say that. <laughs> and, uh, and she always, you know, growing up, she always had this uh, vision and, and desire of working in the Silicon Valley. And she was even doing certain projects, some virtual assistant, before it became a big thing, she was doing, helping some people out in Silicon Valley with some of the stuff And she was an undergrad. So as soon as she got on, she got an opportunity in New York and she got an opportunity in Silicon Valley. So no surprises, she picked Silicon Valley. And that's what brought me to the Valley, you know, through uh, I uh, transitioned over to uh, supply chain strategy with the management consulting. And then uh, from there, I transitioned into uh, into medical devices manufacturing, because that's my passion. That's really what, uh, what spoke to me. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit from there. You know, we have been, uh, we had, we had some uh, life-altering event. Uh, you know, I had some autoimmune disorder, and so when I came to U.S., I, I got ulcerative colitis, and I lived with it for ten years. But towards the end, um, when all the medications, you know, off-label medications stopped working, so I had to go into a surgery, and that kind of it was back in 2013, and uh, it was got into some complications, and I almost uh, quite didn't make it. And Princey was pregnant with our first kid. Um, so for us, it was uh, like, what do you do? Like for me, I was like, if this is it, then what am I leaving behind? And I realized it was, yeah, W2 is great. You know, I had a great job, great income. he's gonna stop as soon as, you know, my pulse stops. And so from there we realized, okay, we're gonna survive. His mind is extremely powerful. So as soon as you make that decision, things start happening and uh, we recovered we said the only thing we knew was real estate we didn't know any underwriting we didn't we didn't knew what was a two percent one percent any of those rules all we knew was if you buy something it needs to give you more value after paying off all the expenses
2: after paying the mortgage and everything it was
0: and it was 2013 and so you could really go wrong (laughs) so um, but we had uh, we bought couple condos that got us interested in before we realized we got to buy like 20 properties a year or some crazy number to achieve the financial freedom. And then we spent a year, you know, looking into uh, multifamily and we found multifamily after a year of research Then you got to educate yourself. You got to do all that, which is extremely important. And then 2017 uh, is when we, you know, essentially got into multifamily and buy Capital was born after that.
1: This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. That's amazing. And there's so much there, really. There's so much there, not only to be inspired by, but to glean a lot of wisdom from and where to even dig in. What I would say where, where I really want to go with this is really where Princey let off was that burning desire. Um, because I think it all does start with a burning desire. And, you know, I think we all have that. Sometimes we you know, sometimes we want to stoke those flames or, you know, look away from that burning desire. But I want to talk more about that. And, and, and how did you discover your burning desire to do more? And then also, I want to dig in further from that as, as to why real estate particularly spoke to you kind of early on, it seems like maybe, a, a, I don't know, maybe a little bit of a, a gleaning sort of a shining star that was shined into your life. So I'd love to know a little bit more about that burning desire.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, the way we have, me and Vikram both have led our life is, is we work very, very hard and we figure things out. Once we figure things out, we work hard, we want to go and get to the next one, right? So the burning desire is, is really, it's, it's all about doing more. Every day you want to learn more. You want to surround yourself with humans who have done better, right? So you can learn something. You can be a role model for your kids as well to a lot of extent. So uh, even today, every day there is a burning desire. You should never, never <laughs> should fade never away. It should never fade
0: away. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: Really. And uh, why real estate? Uh, we did. We, me, and Vikram, as you may know, we do analyze a lot. We look at numbers a lot. We we do the pros and cons, and we can really have conversations where we can go deep into things. We did look at a lot of businesses. Um, our main thing was we wanted something that was stable and everything that we used to analyze real estate was something that was that always every check mark right it checks every mark we are not making any more of land Uh, we do need a place to live Uh, you can you can do so much more or so much less based on how much cash you want to put in into a property so it's like it gives you so much more flexibility just just beyond just the you know external factors that kicks in so yeah, that was one of, one think, of the main, uh, I, main reasons for multifamily in particular.
0: I, I think what, what you're trying to say is like, there's so many streams of income that can come out of it. There's so real estate is a very broad word, right? It's like as broad as manufacturing. Like there's yeah. multiple different types of manufacturing. So real estate is a very broad word. And I think it, there is in it for anybody and everybody, right? Whatever your, your personality type is, whatever your uh, you know, passion level is, you can invest and real estate gives you all of that. And then and single-handedly, I think it's, it's, it's pretty instrumental, right? Uh, as Princey said, we always need a place to live. There's gotta be a place to work probably. With coronavirus, it might change a bit, but uh, it might combine housing and uh, living and working uh, in some right. sectors. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's something that, is, uh, that spoke to us. And as far as get, getting it better, I think it's about how you can impact and, and how you can impact more lives. Uh, for us, it's, it's always been, you know, either with whether it was with Princey through the software implementation, business processes, everything else for us, uh, for me in the later years was uh, med devices, like how do I work on this med device, make it so good that it, it's, it impacts X amount of people who are gonna use it, uh, whether it's in diagnosis, whether it's in whatever impact they would have out of that. So, so yeah, for real estate spoke because it is one medium that could take us out of the Silicon Valley, uh, you know the um, uh, once you start get the compensation in the Silicon Valley it's very difficult to replace that with just any business mm-hmm. and real estate again is one of those things that can provide you that like it's it's, it's there's no top there's no ceiling in a in lot of extent uh, based on what you do so uh, so for us it was it was kind of a no-brainer from there uh, and then we just jumped right in I yeah, love it
2: and our Go company ahead. our company uh, motto, or uh, you know the tagline is enriching lives So when we got into it, we were like, so what at the bottom line, what do we really want to do? So we wanted to impact life. We wanted to impact neighborhoods, lives of our residents, lives of our investors, life of us, life of our kids. So, yeah, it was it was very consciously we have made that choice of of what we do on a daily basis.
1: Oh, and I love just having a clear vision of what your outcome is. What are you doing beyond earning money, beyond earning and creating wealth? Because, you know, I think many of us would agree that the, you know, financial, you know, ability – that you have through real estate is unlimited. As you mentioned, Vikram, it, it is absolutely unlimited. There's no ceiling. And, you know, but beyond that, it's not just about money. I think most people would agree that, you know, at the end of the day, there's a there's another reason why people seek financial freedom or additional streams of income or whatever that may be. So I wanted to go back, Vikram, as you mentioned, you were looking to, you know, you had this, this medical event and really kind of a life-changing, life-altering event that really caused you to say, you know, look and say, well, what's important to me, what's important in our lives. And, and it caused you to look at real estate. And, and similarly to many people, I would imagine, you know, you guys started, you know, by acquiring condos and smaller properties. And then after some time, started to realize that, wow, this is not necessarily as scalable as we'd like it to be. So talk to me about what was going on in your mind at that point and, and how did you shift to more of a scalable model?
0: Sure. No, absolutely. And before I dive into that, just to um, on the last conversation, uh, conversation to sum it up, the, the financial aspect was is definitely, you know, multifamily gives you that stable stuff. But obviously that is not all, right? That is not it. But whenever you're making a transition or leap, it's always like you need to have that basis covered. That's foundation stuff that I know is gonna be okay. I'm not gonna be on the streets. My kids are not gonna be on the streets. Yeah. And then you, then you go into personal development and take it to a whole different level where, uh, where money becomes a byproduct of the value that you add rather than the main, main thing. Um, so that's why, you know, just wanted to clarify that. And then, um, for me, yeah, as, as you mentioned, so, uh, 2013, uh, tw- uh two th- 2002, early on when I came to us, I got diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. So it is, it is a disease which not only controls, um, what you can do. It's also controls where you can be, you know, it's, it's, it's so much about a radius, whatever else. So not only did I live through it, but Princey kind of, uh, even without having a direct uh, disease lived through it, uh, through me because we were always together. And, uh, but we didn't let it, you know, we didn't let it control our lives. We travel, we'd, we, we would plan it in advance and you had your OSHA oh times and you're like, okay, we'll, we'll put a buffer through it. Uh, we'll have a, we have a down day here. So what we'll take care of the next day. But yeah. And so essentially it was life was going on fine, but it consumed consumed us right it consumed us to a point where we didn't think about our jobs or anything else forget about you know personal growth forget about you know what am i here for answering that question what are we on here on earth for is it, it was kind of out of the mind and then 2013 uh, when i got uh went for a surgery it's one of the best hospitals by one of the best doctors but uh nature has its ways and it got into a complication where uh, you know things started going bad what was supposed to be a five-day exit it turned out to be 20, uh, you know, 20 some days uh, in the hospital. And during that time, I had that moment of clarity, which many people do at, at times like this. And that moment of clarity was, you know, there's a bigger purpose. We are here for something. So, and for me, it was, I'm going to survive and I'm going to make sure that the, whatever we do after this point is is very driven towards uh, adding value in other people, and enriching lives and making sure my generations are, are settled uh, in the sense from a wealth from a and perspective. I didn't want any of my generation to be in those shoes when you're kind of maybe on your deathbed or uh, something like that. And then you realize you don't really have too much. Whoever you're going to leave behind is, is going to struggle not only emotionally, but also financially. Yes. So for me, that, that moment of clarity hit. And uh, I think my second surgery was in October. By December, we were in contract on a single, fam- a single uh, condo um, with our simple mats. <laughs> and then we bought another one in 2014. And then we just started doing the numbers, calculations. And we're like, uh, oh, boy, it's going to be a lot of deals <laughs> in, in a year, in a month to be able to do it. And we, we, as, as I mentioned, uh, we realized multifamily was a lot more to multifamily, a lot more to real estate. And we we kept looking. We didn't know about multifamily. Never realized that somebody could, you know, some you know common people could buy apartment buildings or whatever. And we found multifamily. I think uh, it was over um, Thanksgiving break. Uh, Princey and I love to travel. Whenever something's bugging us, we love to travel, even though if it's like 20 miles away from the house. And we love to talk. We have our strategy sessions, is what we call them. Uh, <laughs> so we had a strategy session. We kept digging, and we found multifamily. And that, was, uh, and that was it. And then from there, we, we spent a year understanding it, studying it, uh, because you really need to know uh, this multifamily is a little bit of a, I would say it's a step up from buying, just going out and buying a single house. So it's very important to educate yourself, get mentorship, really know uh, that whatever you're gonna do is not gonna burn the thing down.
1: <laughs> right.
0: And uh, we, we found Tucson, lucky enough, in a day's flight in and out of San Francisco Bay Area. It was a recovering market. Uh, all the signs, job growth was happening, population growth was happening. So the textbook stuff that's checked in, all the boxes checked. Uh, we came in and um, we had a, we found an off-market uh, property through broker relationships. It was a beautiful value-add deal <laughs> that almost killed us a second time, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> but the but then we got you know we got into it and uh, it's been since then it's been a fun ride.
1: Okay. Talk to me about that. I can't let you go without telling me about the first deal there, the first multifamily deal, which can be a big challenge for most investors, but it's almost like that test, right? So let's talk about that. It almost killed you for the second time. You got to (laughs) tell me more now.
0: So, uh, so, so uh, I'll start it off and then Princey can uh, help uh, put in the other financial details. The um, So, for, for us, it was very, um, so we are very logical, right? We are, we are very um, number-based. So, Princey and I sat down, we were like, okay, here's the amount of pool of money that we have. Uh, we didn't want to take money from our, uh, you know, siblings or, or, family. or family because we're, the last thing we wanted is them to start, stop talking to us. So, we're like, okay, we have this pool of money. How do we maximize it? and uh, when we did the number calculation we were like emotional emotionally we knew we should probably go somewhere like 10 20 unit we felt safe and the logical sense told us buy as big as you can because you have a higher probability of success in the 10th, in the sense it can it can take a hit right just like houses like single family house somebody moves out yeah it's, it's a it's a big it's 100 vacancy right a bigger unit the less vacancy so that was the logic that we used we bought a 45 units It was 55% occupied, um, had economic was 45. And I would
1: categorize that one as distress, maybe not value add. It
0: is a distress. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh it was a distress. At that time we thought it was value add. And so right. <laughs> right. Because that's what it's supposed to be. So um and then we went in. It was um we knew we calculated the monies. We'd realized we would need X amount of uh, you know, dollars to burn the cash, burn through the first, you know, whatever period until the occupancy went up. And we were doing everything right. Um we had, um, we moved out the tenant base. It was, it was really rough tenant base. So we dropped down to 20% occupancy and then we started renovating the units. Uh, and during the renovation process, we ran into a little bit of hiccups because we had to get architectural designs done because some ch- design changed at the last minute. But, this, uh, but the thing that we could have done better is not demo like 10 units at a time. And uh, you, could, you, know, you could still rent them up. You don't have, they don't have to be down units. And so uh, we we had to we had to what we didn't keep extra keep in mind was architectural delays, engineering delays market being super hot delays and and city approval uh, process so it it put us down by four I think it was about four months I think overall process was four months and we were burning about uh, the cash burn was about 20k a month or something and uh, you know those four months add up pretty quickly yeah and uh, we're like and then you know we we were looking at our cash and uh, it was the end of the year in 2017 and we're like how do we get get into cash flow situation fastest right not an obvious answer, but we were like, we gotta buy more properties. <laughs> so, <coughs> oh so we uh, we went and spoke to the seller. Like we knew he had a portfolio, and then we spoke to him. We we got into a hundred percent seller finance deal for his fifty nine unit portfolio. It was an amazing cash flowing property, and we were gonna close in uh, February. Uh, and then the gen was uh, like, how do we make sure we have enough monies for here? That's where I meant is like almost killed me from a cash flow perspective. But Princey being Princey, she's a financial person. She, she pulled out the dollars needed to survive that month. And then the new cash flow started hitting from the next portfolio purchase. And, and I think we learned our lesson. Cash flow, you got to be, you know, you got to buy for cash flow, you know, to a lot extent, unless you have some bigger reserve amount left on the side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I just wanted to add, you know, my first deal was a distressed deal as well. And I thought it was a value add. And let me just tell you, it was, it was not 45 units. It was actually eight units. And you know, it was, it was very challenging because things got much worse before they got better. And there's some things that you can't project. You can't project, you know, the length of time that it may take to complete, you know, a, a, a larger, renovation project that maybe you are aware of, but it is important to, you know, understand that the miscellaneous and the unexpected is possible and not only possible, but probable to a certain degree, especially in a, in a distressed deal. Would you agree to that?
2: For sure. And, and what really um, makes a difference is to have the right partner. Mm -hmm. So we really truly believe in having the right right partners. Uh, Fortunately, me and Vikram are are really good partners when it comes to business as well. (laughs) So it really helps because where Vikram would say, oh, I don't know, I'm not sure I have a different way of looking at that and and vice versa, right? So yeah, and those are really the opportunities. All you have to do is really work hard and not give up and have that belief system in place that, you know, you are going to get through this. Mm. And if you have seen enough of life, I I think those, those are the sweetest memories that, uh, that make,
0: make you and us right and I do want to mention you know some of the things that kept us going uh, I think we consumed tons of books and self-improvement books during those six seven months it was this thing was going on I think we were I was we were probably reading two, uh, one book in a couple of days at, at that time and we would discuss it um, and we are we we have different viewpoints the the reason Princey says is we are great partners is because we have very different viewpoints so operational, me, me being operational, manufacturing comes from a very different outlook. Princess is very uh, financial operations, larger view. Uh, she worked, uh, most of her career she worked for really large organizations where the, my tail end was working for medium to uh, small startups and the last one was just, you know just I was a 16th employee. So it was, it was a very different viewpoints that we bring to, to the table. Uh, but I would say is because of that deal, uh, because of what we went through with that 45 units, we are we are never gonna we, we we had discussed like if we survive this deal we are never gonna fail in real estate in multifamily real estate That's exactly what because it's taught us so many different things yes. why Capital was born out of it a vertically integrated business that taught us how you can maximize this money and then we we went in and sourced directly we bought a container of cabinets flooring we're like how do I have a maximize this cash limited cash that we have. So it taught us so many things. We did in-house, bring construction in-house. We brought property management in-house. We were able to control different things. And that, that 45 unit taught us uh, what it, we are going to leverage our entire career in multifamily.
2: Yeah it, yeah, it gave us three or four more different streams of income and businesses. And, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are always, always lucky for it.
1: Yeah, yeah and i and i i 'm a firm believer that challenges can be the seeds of greater opportunities for your future right if Absolutely. you if you look at it that way and it's it 's as you know Wayne Dyer said, and I may butcher this quote, but it 's like when you when the things when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change, and you right. could either you could have either looked at that challenge of Woe is me, I'm losing twenty K per month. How am I gonna, you know, withstand this? I need to get out of this business. Clearly I can't figure this out. Or you can say, All right, how are we going to figure this out? And how are we going to get resourceful? And how are we going to get innovative? You know, one of the things that I love about you guys is that you're innovative. I mean, obviously you come from the Silicon Valley where it's really the innovation capital of the world and you have taken ideas and, you know, invested in your mind and invested in your own resources to be innovative in what you're doing. A few of the things I wanted to talk about was, you know, the lean Six Sigma principles and how you're operating your multifamily portfolio. So let's start there. And I've got a few other things I want to touch on after that.
0: Sure, no, uh, absolutely. So um, this is my passion. This is, uh, this is process engineering in, in some ways. So Lean Successful, so when I got into automotive, the, uh, the whole thing that automotive got into this um, uh, optimization and operational excellence was because of these uh, philosophies, these principles. And we were like, how can we apply those uh, when we came to multifamily? Because we, we realized um, very fast that construction and the real estate, um, you know, remodeling everything else, had kind of left, uh, fell, uh, fell into a uh, silo. Uh, manufacturing productivity since 1945 to now, now has increased by eight times. Uh, construction has actually uh, remained uh, same. Uh, actually, it went down in the last decade. Mm-hmm. So, so when, we, when we looked at things, so 45, going back to the 45 units, and because that was, that was the birthplace for everything, uh, we, there were about you know, 43 some odd different kitchens, uh, kitchen layouts. So we looked at it. Princey designed the kitchens herself. I think she did it three times. We were like, uh, you know, you go through the first one, second one. We're like, we can't be ordering these many different kitchens. There's got to be some way. So I,
2: I actually had him and our construction manager go back and, and remeasure. And re- I'm like, this is not possible that you can have a two-inch difference here and there in every unit or a five-inch because that really changes the size of the cabinet you can put in. And, and yeah, and that's how we started to unfold all the inefficiencies there are in these buildings that we buy. And then we started talking to each other and said, you know, how can we make them efficient? How can we make them smarter? How can we make sure that we don't need 45 different kitchen layouts? I mean, you need to make sure that you give a plan to your team that they don't fail. I cannot give them a complicated plan and then say go go figure it out right.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's exactly because the forty five the forty five different kitchens is not just a purchasing problem. It is it is a maintenance problem. It is a it is it is an installation problem. It is a maintenance problem. It is a problem that you're going to continue to have for the life of the period because that's a number of components, different components you would need to maintain it. Right, so different size doors, different size, whatever, number of handles, X amount of period. So, and so we look at it from that perspective. Princey ended up designing, I think, three or four different kitchens. Uh, yeah, and so, so we optimized the design. Um, and then, uh, you know, we, we went ahead and um, we said, okay, standardized flooring. So we, we we're like, we are just gonna buy one type of flooring. Uh, we picked the color gray. It looks pretty modern and, and everything else. And so <laughs> if you look, look at our apartments, they're all, they come in any color as long as it's gray, you know, <laughs> borrowing, borrowing a quote from uh, Model T. And so, um, so we, we standardize everything. And the, and, the, and the efficiencies from a design perspective, it looks very finished, clean, modern lines, clean lines. And from an operational perspective, that's what Lean Six, and Six Sigma is about. It's about reducing variation and and making sure you're uh, getting towards uh, operational excellence and by reducing the number of different layouts by reducing the number of different colors in in flooring different you know all our leds we just go in and install led lights um so exactly in the center of the room so everybody our guys now know exactly we don't even have to give them a design they know exactly where it goes Uh, it it gets installed what product is going to be used our we bought a warehouse this year to stock all the material and thank God we are on, on uh, you know standard designs because if we had to stock those, it'll be inefficient to stock it. And so, so that's where we I'm leveraging my lean six sigma process, and we bring into construction construction the remodeling rigor, the processes, the teams, Poka Yoke methods. How do you not make the same mistake over and over again? What do you learn? We have meetings which we get feedback, and we're trying to buy new tools. And and you know I've I've uh, I've even told the team if we have to come up with a tool that's just causing you a problem we have to design a tool we'll design a tool you, please tell us the problem that is stopping you from moving faster or doing it better and then we'll we'll figure it out so yeah that's a little bit of my manufacturing operations background lean six stuff that I'm bringing in
1: are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life your business your real estate portfolio your cash flow your deal opportunities your access to opportunities your network this year. Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. That's great. I appreciate you sharing that. And I also think there's just so much value in understanding, you know, creating those operational efficiencies and, you know, standardization uh, within your real estate practice, whether it's, you know, if you're just doing a construction project or whatever you're doing in your business, there's so many things that you can standardize and there's so many things that you can reduce to a process Um, because that's where, in my opinion, at that point, then you can, you know, layer, layer over innovation and new creativity. And that's where it creates the opportunity. Like, you know, one of my favorite quotes and, and some people like this quote and some, some don't, but you know, it's about discipline equals, you know, freedom right? Discipline mm-hmm. equals freedom. And and really how I see this and how you guys have applied, you know, sort of standardization along with creativity, along with innovation and, and taking ideas from, you know, a different marketplace and applying it to real estate is really kind of in the brand essence that you have in terms of Wahe capital. So we were talking about this a little bit before the show. So tell me about that because I do think it's extremely important to you know, share your vision and to share, you know, where you are as an organization and and what you're doing to impact others. So talk to me a little bit about what Wahe Capital means.
0: Sure. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, for Wahe, um, it's uh, it's a Punjabi word. It means essentially it means a power that takes you from ignorance to uh, knowledge, from darkness to light. So for us, um, you know we are, we are very things uh, it connects to us at an emotional level and so it, it is something that really really spoke to us and then uh, that's where and it's our guiding principle so every time we we say the company's name it reminds us of whatever we are doing has to be based on that level right so it keeps us in check and and it it's also provides a lot of motivation um and overall at why capital we believe in impact investing so we our tagline is enriching lives and we see ourselves as impact investors uh, and what we mean by that is uh, is we we want to do what is right for the tenants we want to do what is right for the uh, for the investors we want to do right what is for the uh, our employees and we want to do right what is for the neighborhood and the greater good and I think Princey came up with this, um, uh, the idea to install. So Princey is, is our design house, right? She's, she's this design person, visionary. She'll come up with this, she's like- I
2: question a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the, um, and So we saw, we, we, when we bought the 45 units, one of the units was renovated and it had, uh, you know, chemical, uh, you know, the spray on countertops. So it had that and our older kid was in the apartment for probably about 15, 20 minutes. And in that 50, 20 minutes, he has environmental allergies and all of a sudden, his, um, he started getting busy and then he couldn't start breathe and we had to give him, you know, right off, right off we had to give him a shot and, and he was okay. Um, but what it opened our eyes up to was the amount of chemicals that go into uh, something, what we can call a quick renovation or, or just a typical renovation that happens a lot in our, in our business. So we're like, how do we take this? So, so our eyes got open to like a, like a hard worker they're working uh, really hard in the morning time. They come home for a safe place, right? So if if that safe place cannot really be a safe place, then we, are, we didn't feel comfortable doing that. We didn't feel comfortable putting that in. And Princey's directive was we're going to put quartz. <laughs> so, so we're like, how? okay, good. Now, how is it? It's great for the tenants. So we went low VOC. We went low, low VOC paint. Our flooring is formaldehyde free. Our cabinets are CARB 2 compliant. That's the most stringent compliance for for emissions. Um, uh, and then our um, uh, sorry, and and our on our countertops are quads. So essentially, there's zero emissions coming from that perspective. And so everything that we use is an eco friendly material. And now you'll say, okay, you did this great stuff for the tenant. How is it? How are you going to make it great for the investors? And that's where our sourcing model was born. And and funny enough, we've been, Princey's been using it, I've been using it all our corporate career for 20 years. We were, we were sourcing from uh, Europe uh, in manufacturing environment. We were sourcing from from Far East. We were sourcing from India. Uh, Princey had companies all over the globe that she was working on projects for, and they would do it for financial reasons, for for tax reasons, you know? So uh, we were like, we didn't even realize in the beginning that what we, we were could, doing. Yeah. We could do that, you know, in real estate and, and we did. And, and that is why we were able to bring in really quality materials for a price that made sense for investment. Um, so, so we
2: looked at the, we, we really analyzed and we compared the pricing of stuff that you get here versus the stuff if we source, source in bulk. And then when we compared the pricing and, and we came to the sweet spot that it makes sense, for example, even for your laminate countertops that we spray on, after a turn, a two, two years, let's say two years is a maximum. Otherwise, after that, it chips. You have to, again, put in that $250 to $350, depending which market you're in. And for me, that didn't make sense. I'm like, we're not going to put in, you know, $250 or $350 and then, Come back the next year and do that. Why don't we do the right thing in the first place? And and that's and when and then that's how we started sourcing and make sure that our quartz countertop was not very expensive, but it came to that that it made yeah. that sense. It made that sweet spot. And then we we're like, yeah, let's do this. Um, other thing we did was crazy enough. Um, <laughs> uh, now we we find we were able to really procure quartz countertop at a really good price. How do you get them installed? So because <laughs> uh, so, uh, installation cost is a lot then we, we went ahead and we trained our team in-house and we said no we're gonna do it ourselves we made them uh, we made them aware why we are doing this it's not just for environmental reasons It's not just for financial reasons this is the right thing to do so let's figure it out if somebody else can install it so can we so yeah, we, yeah. uh, we start
0: be- to And to speak on that, and then yeah. that, that actually brings a good point up about the employee, right? Why is it, whatever we do, why is it good for the employees? So we believe and and we believe and really believe in training, right? We believe in making everybody better, their personal development. So we we want to talk to people, not just because there's just some people working here or a number, right? We want to talk to them. So we want to really connect to them at that level where they feel comfortable sharing whatever uh, their aspirations are and we try to figure out how can we help them so and again there's another leaf we took from our you know manufacturing companies is we cross train them so it's not like you know they're small teams renovations since we're using same materials similar finishes now we start training these guys into different things how do you do install cabinets flooring everything else so now they're also doing different things they're also happy it keeps them interested and and they work on their personal development we give shout outs fridays uh, we give shout outs for people who do efforts right and when we started you know it was mostly us giving the shout outs now we are seeing the team starting to give shout outs to each other and it's really uh, you know it's really we're we're forming a community we're forming a good team where they feel safe to bring things up and they know they will try to figure out what the thing is to help them out so yeah so from that perspective uh, we have always seen from things from that lens and as i i think i believe i mentioned before you know making uh making generating income making money is is a byproduct of how much value we are adding uh, into other people's lives and we we stand by it we 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 believe that's the right way to do it And when we were done with the 45 units, uh, you know, the whole, the community came from around the apartment, single family homes. They came out and they thanked us for what we had done. And that was, I think, I believe the more gratifying than the refi that we did on that property, you know. uh, Which,
2: by the way, was sweet. Yeah, which which was really, really
0: sweet, you know. We bought it at 38, refinanced at 106. So, you can't, you know. It, it, it was it was a good reward for almost killing us the second time. I think it was worth yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But but the yeah but the but the gratification that comes from uh, making a community better is is far higher.
1: Yeah. And, and really, it goes back to, you know, creating a culture of excellence and creating a culture of giving and impacting others. And your leadership, exempla- you know, is exemplary towards that. And I couldn't agree more to the, the statement that you made about money is the byproduct of the impact you have on others. And And as you mentioned, being impact investors, I mean, what a better way to approach your business than to impact others and to, you know, be thoughtful in what you're doing. So I just think there's a lot of gold nuggets of wisdom there that the listener can really gain and apply to their own business. And you mentioned a few times there and how you encourage your employees and your associates to, you know, grow personally and, you know, grow as an individual. And that's one of the, you know, the key components of Elevate is about, you know, investing in your own personal growth. So I'd be curious as the leaders of this beautiful, growing, uh, healthy organization. How are you both investing in your own personal growth as well?
2: Sure. Sure. Um, we read a lot. Um, we follow, uh, we, we listen to a lot of podcasts. We, we discuss a lot of with each other. First thing we do is we do get up early, early in the morning. We get up at 4 a.m. Uh, we, We talk to each other, what's up for the day? What are the three big or two or three big wins we are gonna get today? What is the most important thing to take care of? Because when you're doing operations, when you're running properties, construction, property management, everything, the day can take you, right?
0: Yeah, it can go by really and, fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: So, um, so really, it's it's all it's all about waking up early in the morning and planning, 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 right? You gotta plan your day, and you gotta say this is this is this is the first thing I'm gonna do. Is gonna have the most value today, to our business, to our employees, whatever is the priority for that month, that week. So yeah, waking up in the morning, reading, listening to podcast. Um, I like to run a lot on the treadmill. So when I give back to my body, I feel the best that I can give back mm-hmm. to the others. So
0: yes, yeah, <laughs> uh- no, exactly. I think to bounce off Prince's response. So for the as far as personal growth elevation, we are always looking to read a lot of books. You know, now as the business is growing. Uh, definitely is becoming challenging to be at the same rate that we were when we were starting out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we do tend to do snippets. We do tend to l- listen to podcasts like yours and then we will discuss something. Like Princey and I would listen to in separate cars, whatever else, and then we'll, we'll discuss it. So that's our morning strategy sessions, right? And I think the biggest thing for us is uh, waking up in the morning is it's, it's pretty quiet. You know, two young kids, five and seven. So, you know, right? And the other one's going to be five, seven very soon. Um, and so the uh, he he listens to the podcast so i have to mention that you know okay. <laughs> because otherwise he'll tell me i was wrong it's, uh, <laughs> that's awesome it's, yeah so um so we find found these uh you know good three to four chunk of hours in the morning where it's very quiet and Princey and i can get a lot done um and then uh, as you mentioned it's working out for me it's a little bit about meditation as well um mm-hmm. so that all really helps
2: yeah, and we, uh, we used to do that before, which is first thing in the morning, checking our emails. We don't do that anymore, thank God for that. Um, and that really, really helps because that's how you can really plan your day ahead better.
1: I, I could not agree more on that one. It's it's about giving yourself some space to pour up and fill up your own cup so then you can fill up others' cups and, and then you can really fulfill that mission of impacting others and creating good in the world and and being innovative and being creative and creating amazing processes and and so on and so forth. And I, I know you guys have done so much and wow, I could I could honestly have conversation for hours and hours on end, but <laughs> But with that said, I will transition us into our rapid fire section. We call it the rare air questionnaire. And obviously you guys are doing rare things. I mean, you are – you're creating abundance, you're creating opportunities for many people, and not only just your investors, but also the people who live in your communities, the people who work on your community, so I honor you for that, but as we continue to take it to another level, as we continue to raise the bar, you mentioned that you invest in your own learning, your, your own reading on a consistent basis, and that's something that I'm very fond of, as you can see the books behind me. Uh, books are, are one of my greatest loves, so I always would like to know, if you had to point to two or three of the most impactful books that you've read, you know, call it maybe even recently, or you can even say of all time, I'd love to know what those are.
2: Yeah. For me, the biggest impact really was the rich dad, poor dad. I read it over and over again. I was like, there is another way to live your life. <laughs> <Really>? Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And many, many more. but that always comes up. I always also uh, really enjoy reading the 10 X just because when we were uh, really down with the 45 units, it it really helped us say that all you got to do is really work hard and then you are going to succeed there. You know, you are going to achieve what you want to. Yeah, um,
0: no, for sure. So I, I think for me, um, thinking Grow Rich um, was the most uh, was and is the most uh, impactful book uh, we uh, we still put it on a yearly read cycle we were looking yep. at it getting something different
2: Yeah, Vikram, when he read it for the first time I remember he was like just drop everything you gotta read this book
0: <laughs> yeah, oh <my> God. yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because I remember it being in my dad's library as I was growing up you know mm. it's, it's I saw it but I you know we picked up when we pick up pick up when we pick up but I distinctly remember that book in my dad's library uh, as we were growing up. Um, so anyways, it, it, that, that book still speaks to us. We're learning from it even now. And then as Princey mentioned, when we were down in the, at the very bottom uh, with whatever we were going through in the multifamily space in the 45, 10X really helped us, right? What is this talking about at the end of the day? Is it's really telling us to just double down, just do more effort. More effort is gonna yield more results, uh, simplified version. And so I think that was really good. Tony Robbins podcast, listening to videos have always been amazing. So Hal yeah. Elrod, you know, Miracle Morning, that, that's where we got to 4, 4 a.m. waking up. And uh, So yeah, those are the books that have impacted us a lot. There are tons more. I'm um, probably, yeah, the you're four not doing justice.
2: Week and I still go over the four hours week book and I'm like, how can you do this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Same here. I feel the same way about that book. Sometimes that one, that one screwed my life up for a while because I was like, I don't understand how I can set my life up in that capacity, but it changed. It requires you to change your mind to change your thinking and think differently. Like the reason why I love 10 X, you know, myself is because if you think bigger, then you start to create innovative thoughts, right? You create innovative processes. You create an innovative strategy okay, well, how could I do 10 times more? How could I add a zero to my thinking or you know, get out of this challenge? It's, it's so interesting because you looked at the challenge of the 45-unit deal that was strangling you financially and said, all right, we need to go 10 times bigger. And the fact that you went 10 times bigger, it allows you to climb out of that and create new opportunities. So I just think it's exciting. I think it's, it's amazing the amount of material that we can all, you know, plant into the seeds of our own mind to create a new future. There's always something new.
2: Right. And also just to add to that, uh, for me personally, surprisingly, is, is the amount of, um, you know, lessons learned and and the amount of encouragement and support that we get from our mentor as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, from Trevor, it's, it's amazing. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe stuff that he tells us and then it, we implement we are like whoa we didn't look at it from this angle
0: yeah it's the book of coach t uh, we 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 do business coaching with uh, you know trevor mcgregor and i think that uh, that has completely changed our path and everything else it's 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 also i think we should as it was it's a huge elevation that we do for ourselves right to elevate ourselves is to go yep. through the business coaching mentoring and it's um it's you can't put a value to it to be very honest um and then there are certain snippets that, uh, that coach T would say that, uh, you know, that we would get out of an entire book and he would just say it in like, 30 seconds and you're like, wow, (laughs) never saw it from that perspective. Yeah, Yeah.
2: And we made a very conscious effort to to go into mentoring and coaching, uh, get a coach this year because we were at that point where now we were in that, uh, in that wheel, right? The business was running. We had multiple streams of income businesses where you could just do that or get a mentor and so that they can take you to the next level.
1: Yes. rocket
0: ship out of the veal. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Or turn decades into days. And, right. you know, there's always another level. I mean, that's what, you know, that's what our coach would say. That's what I say to my clients. And, you know, there is always another level. And we know that. And that's the exciting thing about life and about right. what we do in this business is that we can always go to that next level if we allow ourselves to go there. And it is interesting, uh, you know, how much is really created in our minds. And, right you know, our, our psychology is so, so important. So investing in your own psychology and surrounding yourself with great people, surrounding yourself with great knowledge, great wisdom, folks like yourself. So I, I, honor you for that. Uh, talk to me. I'd love to know beyond what we've talked about today, what would you say is the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis?
0: Good. <laughs> beyond what we have talked. And so, um, I think every time So this is something that we do. Every time we run into a hardship, anytime we run into a thing that didn't go the way we thought it would plan, so what Princey and I do, and it could be very little as a very simple, you know, one process in property management, or it could be as big as a business case that, a business opportunity that, we, that didn't come to fruition. So what Princey and I do is we sit back. Just last night, we, we had an issue this afternoon. There were some issues with transitioning between our construction team, how we finished the units and taking over from the property management side. So we are like, there was some friction that we were feeling that that existed over there. And I was like, how do you reduce that and elevate it up, right? The whole conversation. Mm -hmm. It's like, we shouldn't be, um, you gotta bring it up. How do we impact more? Forget about what's missing. Like, how do we make it take the conversation of not only getting better, but even doing even above and beyond to the next level, as you had mentioned. So yeah, so I think a lot of for us, I think the biggest thing that we do outside of it is like sit down and talk and really trying to peel the layers of the onion and get down to the bottom of it. And, and the other thing we really do for our brains is travel. We love traveling. I think it resets you, it resets the entire mindset. And we completely believe that mindset is a key to every success. Uh, and so it's very, very important to have those breaks um, and get those, uh, refuel your, uh, your brain and everything else. And, and I think we said it's uh, mindset strategy and execution. I think for us, those are the three, uh, you know, three ways of short shot ways of getting to success.
1: That's amazing. No, I really appreciate that. And I I agree. I think 80% of your success in anything comes down to your psychology. 20% is the mechanics. Of course, it's very important. You can't have You can't just have one or the other, but it is very important to be aware of what resets you, you know, what gives you, you know, more energy and and allows you to create a better system or a better strategy. So I could not agree more with that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'd love to know beyond, you know, what we've talked about again, I'm going to push you again a little (laughs) bit further. What is the biggest way that you elevate others around you? Because you've mentioned to me how your impact investors, your impact, you know, people and individuals, how do you elevate others best around you?
2: Sure. So, uh, so we, we believe in mentoring a lot when it comes to our employees. Right now, the, that's our, our focus area. So we, we listen to them, we talk to them, we understand what their emotional needs are and how we can fulfill those uh, and their financial needs and everything and how we can figure things out. When someone is frustrated, someone is angry or disappointed, there's always a reason behind it. We try to understand that reason. We feel we humans need uh, need more of each other, especially what's happening these days. Yeah. We, we got to just listen, right? It's very important to listen to the other person rather than just going on with your own, on your own horse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's all about elevating everybody, you know, talking about what they've done, right. You know, rather than focusing on what went wrong in that moment, you do talk about it, but you talk about it as, as, you know, after you've discussed what all they've done, right right? What it all has as everybody's doing right. And then you mentioned that thing in the end, like this is something that could be done a different way Yeah, and how you present it, it matters. And, and we make sure whether it's within our teams, whether it is sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, jump on calls with friends and families who are getting into the real estate world or something similar. And they would say, what's the key? They would have, you know, run a question by us and we're like, yeah, let's just try to, fo- don't beat yourself up. Focus on this. This is excellent. Now you could probably do this Delta better by doing something else, you know, X, Y, and
1: Z. Right, right. It's all
0: about focusing on what's going on, right?
1: That truly listening to understand and offering wisdom and resources and connections towards getting to that end it's so amazing how that makes you feel as an individual and then also the opportunities that it not only creates for that person but for yourself as well so could right. not have said it better and wow this has been a lot of fun i really really appreciate you all taking time is there any parting thoughts or words of wisdom that you'd leave with elevate nation
0: today
2: Sure. no, thank you so much for having us. You and your team are doing great, so yeah this, uh, this was a fun podcast yeah no it was, it was
0: it was truly really fun i uh, sorry, we probably rambled on on a couple <laughs> topics here and there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was great. I think the what you 're building is truly uh, phenomenal. you know having making sure you know like you said, elevate is elevating everybody else, focusing on the impact focus, if we all work together and focus on impacting and having a better uh, leaving the world a better place than we found it in multiple different ways. I think at the end, that would be really the most impactful thing that we would all be able to do. Um, and, and, I'm sure we'll be all rewarded in, in different ways for doing that.
1: Well said, well said, well, uh, it has been a privilege to sit down with you guys today. Tell the listeners how they can learn more about Wahee Capital learn more about you both individually and follow you along, along your journey
2: sure um, yeah we both are available on social media so princey gill on facebook princey gill on on linkedin they can email princey at com. that's w-a-a-h-e-c-a-p-i-t-e-l.com and, yeah. and then
0: uh, vikram broad uh, on facebook and on linkedin uh and then if you email us vikram at wahe capital Uh, And, or you can reach us directly to the website and we would love to, you know, connect with you and see how we can work together, have an impact and, you know, uh, make solid returns. Yeah. And have fun. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Most importantly, have some fun. I love that. Have some fun. Absolutely. Well, I encourage you to reach out to Vikram and Princey here because obviously they're accessible, they're beautiful human beings, and they're impacting so many people and you have the opportunity of reaching out to them. So we will put links in the show notes of how you can do that. Of course, you just listened to all the different links there. Uh, So there's so many ways to contact them. So I would highly encourage you to reach out, but I would also encourage you to re-listen to the show because there's a ton of wisdom that you may have missed the first time. And we know that repetition is the mother of all skill. So what can you do to anchor in your own understanding, not only through listening, but also taking notes and distilling perhaps, you know, what are your top three takeaways? I always say this, but, you know, what can you do to take action on those top three takeaways? And then also, you know, as Vikram and Princey mentioned, you know, they have discussions about podcasts. I would encourage you to discuss this with someone else. Maybe even teach this to someone else because really, I don't know about you guys, but that's how I learn. That's how I learn is when I step into the teacher role. It's interesting because when I step into the teacher role, that's when I learn the most. And so I encourage the listeners and Elevate Nation to do that themselves. And you know, at the end of the day, it's all about taking massive action. So if you have a challenge right now, what can you do to go bigger to elevate beyond your challenges? What can you do to elevate to a life without limits so that you can capture more opportunities so you can create more impact so you can create more income. And so with all that said, I just want to thank you so much again for being on the show today. And it's been an absolute privilege again.
0: Same here. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah, thank you
1: so much. Thank you so much. And Elevate Nation, we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning in.
0: Thank you for listening to Elevate.